0: Hello! Today is Thursday, June 29th, and this is episode 20 of the Dennis Knows Food Podcast. I'm your host, Luke Labrie, and in this week's episode, we're doing things a little bit differently. And that's because this is a rare week where we don't have any new inventory items to share with you. We've brought in new products, but they're all very specific to customers. They're special order items. And what does that mean? Well... Our team works together with our customers. If they need a particular product, if they have a niche to fill, our account executives will work with our purchasing team, with our suppliers, and with the operator in order to get the exact right product that customer is looking for. I thought this might be a great opportunity to talk about such a scenario. I went down to the coast of Maine and visited with a customer who does a strong seasonal seafood business He had recently worked with one of our account executives to get just the right product for his business. And now, because of our buying power, this particular product is available to all of our customers. We also have some tips to share for seasonal businesses looking to maximize their efficiency and profitability. Today is National Almond Butter Crunch Day and our foodie fact for the week is inspired by almonds. What do almond trees need to produce their almonds? Really cold winters? Really hot spring and summer growing conditions? Or bees for pollination? The answer at the end of the podcast. As we don't have our traditional weekly list of new inventory items to share with you, I thought I would focus on a seasonally appropriate product, lobster meat, or fresh lobster. Dennis Paper and Food Service offers a complete lineup of lobster products, from local lobsters that are still able to pinch you, to fresh and frozen lobster meat, and all of the non-food items that you could possibly need to service your summer lobster business. It was a gorgeous morning for a drive, so I went down to the coast and talked with one of our customers and one of our account executives and had them share a little bit of their seasonal summer business expertise and lobster knowledge with us.
1: Uh, My name is Steve Waskin, I'm a uh, sales rep for the uh, Rockland Camden area and uh, we are uh, talking about lobster meat and uh, some of the different varieties of lobster meat we have. We have some fresh product from Cozy Harbor, uh, CKT, tail knuckle claw and a CK product, just the uh, traditional claw knuckle Uh, also have some frozen uh, products uh, available through a few different manufacturers um, which is a good value also. And new to to the lobster
0: meat this year is uh, fresh leg meat from uh, Shucks of Maine Now Steve, what's one of the advantages to using fresh lobster leg meat in lobster dishes? It gives the end user an
1: opportunity to really focus on the main lobster, uh, like its product that they are uh, cooking themselves and picking uh, on site. Also allows them to do uh, lazy lobster dishes and kind of more more uh, user friendly uh, for different dishes uh, for um, you know a lobster or seafood takeout place it saves them a ton of money. I, I mean, it, done all the math and, and you cannot pick uh, product yourself uh, any cheaper.
0: You can buy it. So that's fresh all leg lobster meat from Shucks of Maine, and that's item number fifty two seventy eight. Now, to our other Steve, and I'll have you introduce yourself here in just a sec, but before we talk about lobster and lobster leg meat, I'd love to hear what advice you might have for other seasonal businesses. Uh, My name is Steve Stinson, uh, owner-operator
2: of a seasonal lobster restaurant down on the coast of Maine. Some of the tips for uh, getting through a a summer season, uh, be very well prepared, uh, have plenty of help. We prepare the menu in uh, January and February. Uh, we look at uh, previous year's sales uh, for different products, uh, what were people inquiring about, uh, what were people pleased with, what can we uh, add in that might uh, uh, attract a different consumer. Um, and Steve works with us and he can attest to that hand in hand with the uh, uh, getting all the items worked out and making sure our food cost is where it needs to be. Food costing is uh, huge for a seasonal business. If your food cost, especially doing what we're doing, we are a heavy, heavy leveraged seafood business. And traditionally, food cost on seafood is way higher than the average, yet our food cost stays right around 32%. Uh, because of the dishes that we prepare and how we prepare them and working with uh, our vendors closely uh, to make sure that we get the right product for the, the right price. Steve worked with us uh, this past year, came up to, for the food show, uh, looked at some new products there, certain things that we wanted to tweak which worked really well uh, and then we looked at uh, how do we get uh, how do we get a certain product that we we thought we weren't going to be able to get this year and uh, we made it happen and it worked out good for Dennis Paper and it worked out good for us Um, and I think what it's going to translate to is uh, hopefully a new item in the seafood industry that other people can utilize as well uh, to be able to make it a more common item That that one item if it was commonly and readily available would make how many seafood businesses are profitable. You just, you can't process enough like meat uh, individually to, to make it worth your while. You just, it just wouldn't be in the, it wouldn't be in the food. Uh, and it would just be, it would, I would ra- have to raise my prices uh, and reduce the serving size, uh, which doesn't translate well to the consumer. I can't count how many people on a daily basis say, this is the best lobster roll I've ever had. and it's, there is not a, not a speck of frozen anything in it, nothing. And it is all fresh meat that Dennis Papers supplies. It's every bit of it. Um, and it's, it's just, it's a standard that we follow. It's uh, our, our T-shirts always fresh. It's just what we, the model we follow
1: well for leg meat for instance I mean leg meat was definitely one of the harder items to bring in because you know I think the processors don't want to really bother with it they want to sell you uh, claw knuckle tail meat and they want to take those legs and throw them in the trash with the rest of the body and still value and they're making money on it uh, it's just they need they need to build a market for it and i think that's what steve and i uh this year for this location and it's already picked up with a few other customers in our in our on our customer base uh starting to pick it up and and uh it's it is definitely a win-win drives the food costs from you know uh, a lobster roll from 50 percent food cost to 34 35 32 depending on you know you know how much you add
0: so this is a really great example of how working with our customers our team was able to take a specialty order scenario get the customer exactly the item they needed working with our suppliers and not only get it to that customer but make it available to all of our customers now Steve I'd love to just switch gears for a minute where you are and what you do for a business you must encounter a lot of um, out-of-state visitors who are having their first lobster experience, and I'm, I'm guessing there's a funny story in there somewhere.
2: So my father-in-law ran a, ran a business just like this, and a woman ordered her, lo- her lobster, and busy Saturday afternoon, and he's a fisherman. He is an old, what they call an old salt. He is as Mainer as it gets, coast of Maine, born and raised, born and raised on an island. So <clears throat> she's having. she doesn't know what to do, so one of the guys says, Doug, go show her how to eat a lobster. So he walks over and says, you don't know how to eat a lobster? She goes, no, can you show me? He says, slide over. Sits down next to her, breaks the tail off, cracks the knuckle, cracks the, the claw open, takes the, takes the claw out, dips it in the butter, down the hatch. Takes the pot and she's looking at him like, What are you doing? And takes the tail, cricks, cracks the tail open, peels it back, de-veins it, drops it in the butter, beats it down, eats every lick of stitch of it, picks up, picks up her napkin, throws it down, says, That's how you lost it. <laughs> awesome. Did he bring her another one? <laughs> he had already told the guy, Bring another one over. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome, <laughs> And know. And Doug is one of those people that could get away with it because he's just a. He looks like he's the epitome of a fisherman. Just screams fisherman, old, hard skin, hard face, everything. Just
0: missing the yellow rain slicker. Just <laughs> missing the. Yellow, and... Oh, that's funny. We need a PSA on what to expect. <laughs> <eat a laughs> exactly. <first laughs> exactly. <lobster. That's laughs> big video screen, right? Yeah.
1: yeah. Right, eat a lobster. Right. Let
0: for more information on our inventory of live lobsters, fresh lobster meat, and frozen lobster meat, go to www.dennisexpress.com slash lobster. You can also get there by clicking on the lobster banner on our website homepage. I'd like to thank Steve Stinson and Steve Wassikin for joining us and sharing their thoughts. Guys, thank you very much. And that's really going to do it for us in this episode. But before we wrap things up, almond trees require what to produce their almonds? Really cold winters? Really hot spring and summer growing conditions? Or bees for pollination? It's actually a trick question. The answer is all of the above. Almond trees require cold winters, hot summers, and are completely reliant on bees for pollination. Well, that's going to do it for us and episode 20 of the Dennis Knows Food podcast. As always, I'm your host, Luke Labrie, and we're putting the foodie back in food service. For more news, product information, and updates, go to www.denisexpress.com.